you're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. things I want to leave with you is you've got to be able to listen to the voice of God until you know what to do. You've got to listen until you know what to do. It's better to waste time hearing God's voice than to rush without his voice. I'm not saying that, okay, what if people are making success, people are uh, carrying on with life, you know, without hearing God's voice. It's all about this, about hearing God's voice. <laughs> yes, uh, but you have never asked them deeply the kinds of sorrows and horrors that they have been through because they failed to listen to that instincts, failed to listen to that voice. And so it's very important that we do. People have married wrongly listening to a wrong voice. And they have spent their life in misery. People have gone into debt because they did not listen to that warning, that thing that says, don't do it. I've seen young girls that have messed up their lives because they didn't listen to the voice of God through their pastor who said, don't do this thing. And so God's voice is what helps, keeps, and maintains you. The problem with it is that if you go on your own, you will have to maintain it. And if Abraham did not succeed in trying to maintain Ishmael, you would not succeed. He rushed and did what he wanted to do. So it's very important that we hear the voice of God. And let me say this quickly, and I've preached this before. God's voice is not exclusive, it's inclusive. Everybody can hear. Not the pastor, not the prophet, everybody. Inside you, there is the ability for you to hear God's voice. And you don't have to work at it, it's already in you. You've just got to cultivate it. And it will help you. Because you may have an element of success in one area that God's giving you the natural talent to succeed in. But there are some certain areas that you will need God's divine help. So let's talk about different ways in where we can hear God's voice. Some are familiar to us and some of, some, some, some of them you need, I need to remind you. The first one is what I call the scriptures, the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the New Living Translation says, All scriptures is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do, teaches us to do what is right. Did you see that? The, the Bible is useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, By your word, by your word, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. 
The thing about hearing God's voice is the fact that he may not show me the full distance. But the God's word is enough to say start. And you know, as I've said this, I use this analogy every single time. It's just like when you take a, um, when you get into your car tonight, you switch, which switch on the, you switch the ignition on and then you put on the headlights. The headlights is not showing you, you can't see your house from here. If you say, well, it's too dark and if I can't see my house, I'm not going to go, then you're going to stay in one place. But when you put the, 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 the when you press the accelerator, you put it in gear, you start moving, each, if it, if it can only see up to 10 meters or 5 meters, each 5, 5 meters you go, it, it lightens the next 5 meters. That's how the word of God is. It shows you as far as you should go. When you move there, then it shows you the next five meters. Then it shows you the next five. Many people just want to see the whole picture. Even if you see the whole picture, sometimes you'll be afraid. So you've got to take it bit by bit. The word of God gives us, it it, 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 it makes us see where we're going. It throws a beam on the light of our path. This is, so the scripture. So now let me say this. This is the number one way in which God speaks to us. And it is the surest known way to man. The Bible. The Bible. Every man that has an outstanding breakthrough in life can trace it to a definite light that they encountered in God's word. I knew the very day when God called me into ministry. I knew I was reading the scripture. And he says, see, I have set thee this day to pull down, to uproot. He says, do not fear what you will say. I knew it. I knew where I was. I was in my, in my, in my house, in Plasto. I knew God, that the day I knew that God has definitely called me to ministry here in London. And so I was excited. I didn't know that that would involve them kicking me out of a church, involve me crying, involve me going to another church, involve them then shutting down the church, involve me. I didn't realize, if they had shown me all the whole picture, I would have just said, don't worry. Uh, I saw you, um, it's fine, it's fine. I, yeah, yeah, who wants to be kicked out of a church? No. Um, but I knew it's the word, but it gave me the, 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 the peace. When you read the Bible, the Bible is your compass. Now, most of you are looking at me because you're thinking, I really don't read the Bible. Yes. The reason why you don't really read the Bible is because the devil doesn't want you to read the Bible. Look, Honestly, I mean, you wake up in the morning, you pick up your phone and you, your Instagram pops up. It's happened to me. Oh, let me quickly check that one. And then 20 minutes later, you're still, you, you, your purpose was to read the Bible, to be honest with you. But the devil will always make it that you don't read the Bible. And he does two things. He stops you from reading it. And if you struggle now to read it, it becomes a struggle. And I'm not getting anything out of it. That's the truth because that's what the devil wants you to think. Oh, the Bible is boring. Boring? If it's boring, really, honestly, 
It should have been out of print. It is still the highest selling book in the entire world for over a hundred years since it's been in print, since King George, James' uh, Bible that became available to everyone else. No other book, no other... You, you can have a bestseller and that's, that's how best your selling is. This Bible... Has you, and you know what? It's the most translated book in the entire world and the most book that has different versions in the entire world and the most controversial book you can ever find. If I had come here, I wanted to read some, say, certain things to you because some men that have said this Bible will not last didn't last. Recently, if you go, if you, um, go on to, I don't know whether it's Facebook or something like that, there's a, there was a case of a, an accident that happened. The car burnt, the Bible was sitting in front. The entire car burnt down except the Bible. They picked up the Bible, well, not touched. God will always protect his words. And so the surest way of knowing and following God is reading the Bible. Simple. Pick up the word of God and read it. Start from Genesis. Not everything will jump at you, but at least you will have knowledge. Oh, Pastor, I got to the book of Leviticus and he was just saying, kill this one, kill that one, kill this one, kill that one. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But at least you have an idea of what you should be killing that God has saved you from. And you following what I'm saying? It's fascinating. Uh, but then you now go to the songs of Solomon and then you started thinking something else. So why is the songs of Solomon uh, exhilarating but Leviticus is not? Uh, You've got to learn to read the Bible. Read the Bible. And not only read the Bible, read the Bible, take translations, read a good translation. I would recommend the New Living Translation. King James Version is old. It's not applicable in the day and age and it's not the most accurate uh, interpretation of the Bible. Use the New Living Translation. Use something that you can. You can see me in church using the Message Bible. New Living Translation. Amplified. Things that bring out uh, clarity. But you need to be conversant with the Bible. Because you see what? This is what happens. When you read the Bible and you meditate on the Bible and you try to memorize scriptures, you understand. One day you'll be looking for something, you'll be praying for something, and that scripture will just bubble out on the inside of you. You'll be looking for a question, and that scripture will just bubble up on the inside of you. It will direct you what to go. When everything else is confusing, but you've made it a habit of reading the Bible, you will just be reading the Bible normally, on a normal day, and have an extraordinary encounter. Now, this is the reason why I'm saying read the Bible. Is because you can't enter into trouble and then start reading to look for what God is saying. You, what, what are you going to do? You'll read something else that you shouldn't. God, as I read the Bible this morning, any page I open to speak to me. What if you open to the page and says Judas killed himself? Are you going to go and kill yourself? But if for those who consistently read Bible in a methodical way, you're not looking for, you're looking to feed yourself. And while you're feeding, even if you're having issues, bam, it will happen to you. Remember when my wife and I were believing God for something, I just stopped, as I was reading the Bible, Second Chronicles just came to me. He says, God, it is not too difficult for you to, 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 to give us victory with the weak and with the strong. See these armies before us. 
Father, do not, he said that it was a prayer. Do not disgrace. I just shaved my wife. This is the scripture we can stand upon. We stood upon that scripture knowing the fully that this is the will of God for our lives regarding this issue. All we just need to do is we were afraid and we just started bombarding. Every time we pray, we'll use that scripture. It was our beam showed us the light where to go. So it is your responsibility to camp around the world for sign-producing encounters and discoveries. God never shuts his mouth until you shut his book. God never what? Shuts his mouth until you shut his book. So the number one way of knowing God's will for your life is reading the Bible. God, should I do this? And, and, and let, me, let me jump to probably next week or something like that. How, so how do I know if it's my will or not my will? If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it is your will. And especially if you don't know the Bible, somebody will come to you and start to twist the Bible to you. You know many people use the Bible to justify themselves. To ask questions, where is this in the Bible? I saw a pastor recently, someone showed it to me. I was doing healing and pouring coke on people's... When I tell you this, I always tell you so you can go and check it. Go and check it. Go, go check it. Pastor pouring coke or Fanta. So you know where it came from. On people's head. Go, go, go Google it. Find out. Now the question is that, where is that in the Bible? It, and you see, the stupid people that are going under that pastor to to pour cook, don't you feel sticky? I mean, you see, no. I'm tired. I, I, I see, I see fools following a fool. You, you stood up there. You took, you took Fanta, and you start pouring for what healing? In fact, the ingredients inside that thing itself. But when people don't read the word, he must have used the word. Isn't there a pastor that I showed you that said to them, go and eat grass. It's the, it's the food of the word. And they went out. They were, they were like zombies. You know these films that you watch? <laughs> these, these, these people, this is not normal. They're demonized. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, 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 they, they're hypnotized. You can't be eating grass. Grass where a, a cow has just pulled on. And all, you know, people, just, let me just take all of you to go and eat that grass. You know where we do, uh, uh, I mean, is, 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 is there no fear that this is stupidity? But because we don't read the word, we don't trust the word, we just trust a man who is not reading the word. Where is it in the Bible? It is all the ladies line up on the beach naked. I want to pray for you, God. Where, where is it on the, in the Bible? Oh, God told me to marry this man, but I know he's married. Where is it in the Bible? You see, if it doesn't line up with the Bible, then it's not the Word. It's not God. I can stay here for, for the rest of the service. The Word. If it doesn't line up with the Word, show me in the Word. It's not the Word. 
But because people don't read the Bible, they only, the only time they read the Bible is when the pastor says, turn to Proverbs chapter 3. That's the only time many people read the Bible. That's why they can be hypnotized. That's why they can be, they, they, they can be, the, the pastor can, they can be traumatized. That's, 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 that's why they can be taken astray. They don't read the Bible. We don't read the Bible. And let me tell you something about the Bible. Let me tell you real the truth about the Bible. Is that you can't even hear God speak to you if you don't know his word. Because he will only speak to you on what he put in his word. So how can you identify it? Are you hearing what I'm saying? God will use his, people call it, the difference between the Logos and the Rema, they're the word, you understand. But just for many of you who have been in church for a long time, they say that the, the, the Logos is the written word. Rema is the spoken word. Okay, fine. Yeah, but it's the word. It's the same. There's nothing different. But, 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 but God will not speak the Rema word, the spoken word, except it comes from the written word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Do, do you get what I'm saying? It's like you taking an exam. Or you're going for an oral exam. And they're testing you on an oral exam. They're testing you from what is written. And when you speak something, you have to quote what is written for you to pass. Not just, sorry, not just you speaking from, uh, uh, I think, I perceive... I, 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 I can authenticate that in, in, in my mind. This is what it should be. So thank you. We'll get back to you. The medical, if those who are in the, in the medical field, when they're about to graduate or when they're about to do their finals, they do what is called, and I was in university, they do what is called an oral. But if they do an oral, why are they reading if they just have to say something that comes to their brain? They have to speak what is written. And so God can't speak into your heart when you don't know what is written in his word. Camp around the word. One chapter a day. Worst case scenario. Do it early in the morning. Just try. Pick the Bible. Read it. And when you finish reading, put it down and just say, what did I just read? If you can't remember, open it up again and skim through it. Some things, some chapter, some verse. You can just use it, take a note, a journal, start writing what you felt about the word. And it will help you immensely. Ah, let's go. Number two. Number two, the prophetic. The first one was what? The scriptures. The second is the prophetic. Acts chapter 2 verse 17. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. So God speaks to us through the prophetic. One of the prophetic is a vision. Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 20, you would see that God spoke to Peter about Cornelius in a dream, in a vision. So he was lying down and suddenly he saw a vision. He was in what some people call a trance. And then God just showed it's like a picture, it's like a film. Do you understand? And it was a film and it was telling him about something that was going to change Christianity forever. Something that was going to bring a big transition 
from following Jewish laws to following the grace of Christ. Something that was going to change Paul's total thought pattern. Or Peter's total thought pattern. Because Peter didn't want to associate with the non-Jews. And God says, do not call anything unholy that I have not called it. So the breakout of Peter's ministry came through a vision. The breakout of Paul, who was previously called Saul, came when he was on the road to Damascus. He was on that road going to kill the Jews. What a salmon couldn't do. What Stephen's death could not change the man. A vision and a voice changed it. Are you following what I'm saying? So destinies can be shaped and changed by the prophetic, by dreams and by visions. Uh, 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 my wife has testified to this that when God wanted to authenticate me in her life, God showed her a dream. God speaks to her, spoke to her through her dreams. And even up to now, the most potent things that have occurred is God speaking to her through a dream. Genesis 37 verse 8, and he said to his, and his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. So God can speak to us through a dream. Judges chapter 7 verse 15 quickly. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the, this is where we're going, and the, the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned to the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord had delivered into your hands the host of Midian. God also appeared to Solomon in a dream and through him appearing to Solomon in a dream, he said to Solomon, this is what I will give you, money, riches and wisdom beyond any person. Joseph was also warned uh, about Mary in a dream. He would have discarded Mary because she was pregnant out of wedlock. But God says, do not do anything because the baby that she's, that she's carrying is inspired and it comes from me, God, and saved him. And then also, he didn't only tell him to marry Mary, but he also saved Jesus from being killed by a dream being one to take the son and the mother to Egypt. Are you following what I'm saying? So, so, so what, what, what did I say in essence? God can speak to us through a vision. And sometimes a vision, you may even be sitting down and God can show you a picture. We understand. God can speak to you through a dream. But when he speaks to you through a dream, you've got to get the interpretation. Now let me say this about interpretation before you all start calling me. When God gives you a dream, ah, you ask God, what are you saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Now, this is where scriptures will help you. Because if God shows you numbers, or you see some numbers, if you read the scripture, you may know what the numbers mean. If God shows you color, if you read the scriptures, you will know what a color means. You understand? If you see a snake, you will know what a snake means by the Bible. If you see a lion, you may know what a lion means. So, some of you will see a lion and say, oh, there's death. No, it could be the lion of Judah. It could be you, God is saying that you should be bold as a lion. It's not only negative. So you really need interpretation. But you cannot interpret a dream if you cannot, if you don't understand the word. Are you following what I'm saying? And so you, you need to be able to ask God, God, what is the interpretation of the dream? And then you can know how to pray likewise. 
Now, the things about a dream is that the funny thing about a, a, a dream is that a dream can come in two ways. Dream can be inspired, or dreams can come through a multitude of business. And what I mean by a multitude of business is that if you're thinking about something too long, you may have it in a dream. Discard it. Like I wanted to eat pizza, I wanted to eat pizza, and then suddenly I found myself eating pizza uh, in my dream, and I wake up and I oh, God, every everything I've ate in my dream that is that that is demonic, I start to rebuke it. No, it comes through a multitude of business. You dreamt about pizza, you were talking about pizza before you went to bed, uh, or you were thinking about this guy. You 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 palpitated about it. You salivated about the guy, and then say, God show me. You're going to dream about the guy. It comes to a multitude of businesses. The book of Ecclesiastes. Dreams sometimes come to a multitude. Those ones you really need to discard. But there are some that you're not even thinking. You're not doing anything. You prayed before you went to bed and then God just shows you a dream. And in a dream there are things that happen. And if you if for me, if I wake up and I can remember the dream then it's saying to me to take action and to pray. Are you following what I'm saying? Personal prophecy also is uh, prophetic, a timely message, an utterance through an individual from God to strengthen, to encourage, to comfort that person or that group of people in a particular way. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 3, we see that the Bible says that prophecies speak edification, exhortation and comfort. Now let me say something about prophecies. You say, I've got to teach you. You know, I've got to teach you. There are too many fake prophecies around, too many fake prophets. I, I'm not interested in you knowing my history. I'm not interested if there was a Taliqua that I went out before. It's not relevant to my future. Are you following what I'm saying? I uh, don't go, mm, I, I see. There's somebody, there's somebody, mm, when you were young, mm, mm, uh, somebody dropped you, so you had a scar on your back. What has that got to do? That's a familiar spirit sometimes. And this is where the church starts shaking. Yes, 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 Papa. Are you all right? Because we lack scripture. And because he's now told you about the path, whatever he now tells you now, you start shaking. You start, you, you will do, because you, you're, 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 you're oblivious of the word. If you want to know a true prophet, let him tell you about what is going to happen. Because prophets in the Bible tell us about what is going to happen. One king said to, to, to the people, he says, why is it that every secret plan I make, somebody knows about it? They said, oh, it's not somebody, it's Elisha that even knows your secret discussions on your bed. He's the prophet in Israel. So, if you want to know a good, authentic prophet, let him tell you about what is going to happen. So, if it doesn't happen, I'm not a prophet that walks into town and disappears. You know, somebody you can get and grab after a while that what you said didn't occur. Recently, in Africa, where my wife comes from, there was this election that went on, and there was this man, prophet, who came out. He says that the incumbent president will die, will not make it the next time. Tell if I'm a prophet of God, go and tell him that he should not go for the for a second time because he will not make it. The guy they re-elected him and he's still living. You know what the, the man came back to do? Sorry I'm saying this. He now said to the people, he repented. How do you know? Were you there? You see, they, 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 they tried to cover up their nonsense. Are you following what I'm saying? What's your business with the... God said pray for those who are in authority. He didn't say wish them to die. Are you following what I'm saying? So these prophecies you really need to be careful about. If I give you a prophecy, I'm not going anywhere. That's why I won't quickly give it to you. 
God, you better really sneak well because you know I can't run away. So, 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 but the people just come in and just give you, just start shaking, and then after they say, God wants you to give an offering, you put down your entire life. Is they stealing from you? Prophecy is supposed to speak about the future. Pastor, how do you know? When God sent Agabus to speak to Paul through prophecy, he confirmed Paul what Paul already knew, but just wasn't sure. In the book of Acts chapter 21. Let me read it to you. Acts 21, 10 to 11. The prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Judea. And coming to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own feet and hands, and said, this is what the Holy Spirit said. In this way, the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Saul or Paul already knew that going down to Jerusalem is a dangerous thing for him to do. But this man prophesied to him, he understood, but he still went. And, that's, and he did, and he died there. Are you following what I'm saying? But he already knew it. So, this is what I'm saying. If anyone is going to prophesy to you, make sure that you already know it in your spirit. They are just confirming what is in your spirit. And if it's not in your spirit, discard it. Move on with your life. God is not going to punish you for not believing in a man. Are you following what I'm saying? But it's very important for us to first accept and know the word of God. And then it keeps us in safe place. Many of us are running around different prophets to hear a prophecy. Uh, Papa, what are you saying? Mama, what are you saying? Uh, uh, or your parents drag you to some funny, dirty place. You, you, you know, for homes have been spoiled. Remember a gentleman that came here and he said he went to this church and they said his wife is the one that is not allowing him to make progress. They divorced and at the end. The poor girl. Can you imagine? And you know the stupidity about it. Sorry to use that word, but it is true. It's stupid. Bible used it in the word. He, he hasn't made any progress after five years. And, and you know why he's really stupid? Is that if it was me, I would just go back to my wife and say, I'm sorry. It is that person. Because there's no fruit. Where's the fruit of your progress? There's no fruit. So you should make sense. I've seen a child who has never spoken to his mom over the last seven years. Even when she was sick, because they said whenever he, if he ever gives his mom money, that that would be the end of his prosperity. How much does he even have? How much currently does he have in his account? Is he Bill Gates? And see, all this foolishness is really and killing the church. And I'm telling you, so you can be warned, because they will knock on your door, and you've got to be able to say, oh, Pastor Ty warned us about this. And if you're foolish enough to follow foolishness, then you're fool. Because if I, whatever I don't teach you in church, don't go accept outside. And you now go and spend money on these, all these kind of fake stuff. They will tell you, give an offering in church where you're safe. Mm, let me pray about it. Over there, even before you see the prophet, they will say, drop a hundred pounds. Just before you even see the prophet. And the prophet doesn't even appear. He will send the small prophet. And the hundred pounds is not going to the small prophet. <laughs> A prophetic word will always confirm what you know deep down within you. 
If it's a prophetic word from God, you will never forget it. And then let me now say this clearly. The prophetic word according to Corinthians that I quoted is for edification. It is for comfort. It is not to cause confusion, not to produce fear, and not to split you up. I'm going to repeat myself again. A prophecy speaks edification and exhortation and comfort. What does it do? It speaks what? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Any prophecy that does not comfort you, edify you, or bring you up is a fake prophet. That's what the Bible says it should do. You got to fast for seven days. <laughs> not you. Let me do something else. So you're talking to this thing. You got to fast for seven days. For I see blood, 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 blood. When they start to prophesy, it's as if they don't know how to speak. I see. Speak normal, my friend. Jesus, God. How how do you say God speaking to you? He comes to say, "What are you doing?" You see all these funny matters in church. It's ridiculous. And they're speaking as if that's the way God speaks. And then they start speaking through the old King James. Are you all right? And I see blood. And many people come to church because of fear. Should I try it? This Sunday, say on Wednesday, I'm praying over death. Even in this church. (laughs) Parents that say, my child will be tired the following day. That's why I don't bring them to church. This place will be filled. Should I try it? Even in this church, I'm not talking about the, the Pentecostal uh, First Baptist Church down the road. In this, if I just say to them, I feel in my I want to pray for all the young ones. I just feel there's danger. Feel, and for three weeks, I want you to start bringing them. Every Wednesday, this will be filled. Because people are moved by fear. And you are also moved by fear. So you will compare Pastor Ty to the prophet who just gave you fear. Hmm. That prophet sees. In fact, I've been in that church. Pastor Ty, I've never saw that any evil is coming. But this man just says, I see evil. I see someone in your family from, from your great father's generation who has planted something in the backyard of your house that is under a coffin, padlocked by four different... You see, yeah, in, in Russia, they don't see vision. You stupidity. Because there was a, 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 a parent I called. I said, when you're coming to church on Sunday, can you bring your daughter to see me? And she brought the daughter to see me after, during the, between the first and second service. And she still said, why, why are you here? Just stay at the... Stay because in my office you can see what is going on inside. Says, can you stay out of the door? Close the door. Anointed the child. Pray for the child. Re- declare the word of God. I knew what I saw. And then I finished and I said, take your child. Uh, Pastor, what it is? It says, none of your business. I've dealt with it. I could easily have told her what I saw. But that will produce fear. That can make me look good. Like I, I can see stuff. But what has that got to do with God? It's bringing glory to me and not the Father or the Holy Spirit who sent me. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's one of the most important things. Let's go to number three. Quickly, quickly. <sighs> How does God speak to us? I, 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 I said this, God speaks to our heart. Our heart. And there are two ways he does that. An audible voice and an inner voice. Let me say to this. An audible voice in like God who spoke to Samuel. He said to Jesus, he said to Samuel, Samuel, he called him three times. And that when he came back, Samuel could hear clearly what God was saying. Likewise, when Jesus was baptized, there was an audible voice that came and says, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased with. You understand? There was nothing that Jesus had done up to that time that we can say, Please the Father. Do you understand? It was after he did that that he started doing the miracles. Do you get what I'm saying? But God wanted to affirm his son. Peter also encountered a vision and an audible voice in the book of Acts chapter 10, 13 to 16, which I just read about or spoke about. So you can hear God. It's a rare occurrence indeed, even in scripture, but God does sometimes speak to people in an audible voice. I, as pastor of Worship Tabernacle, I have rarely had that encounter. But yet I've been successful in hearing God's voice. But people do. I'm in my entire ministry, probably once or twice, 90% of the time will be the next one. Paul heard God, Acts chapter 9, 4 to 5. He fell to the ground and heard the voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do thou persecute me? So sometimes God can speak. You could just say, like, did someone just speak to me? You, you, you know, something around you understand. But be very careful. And this is where I... <laughs> Just please be very careful. And I, and I showed you this because you know a lot of pastors will say, well, so I just heard God's voice clearly. Yes, how? Was it, did he speak to you? Did you hear all the words? Or was it an inner witness? Because I don't want people to be going around and then they now section you. Because you're hearing voices. No, 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 no. Be very careful. It, just, it could happen. Uh, but when it happens, it must produce results. Not section. Not hospital. Not I'm going crazy. I'm just hearing voices. If you are, come for deliverance. We need to pray for you because that's a different point. The second, type, the second kind of voice is what is called an inner voice. And this is where I'm going to spend. Just give me a few more minutes, minutes on this. The inner voice is what I call the impression on the heart. It is the one major way God speaks to me. This is what I call instincts. This is what I call the Holy Spirit speaking deep to our hearts. According to Romans chapter 8 verse 16. He speaks deep, deep to our hearts telling us and affirming that we are children of God. It is through what I call the impressions or ideas from the Holy Spirit. It's kind of thoughts that just come on the inside of you. Are you following what I'm saying? So, marrying my wife, who will be 23 years married this year, you understand, wasn't through, I heard an audible voice, Tanya, hear the voice of God, Femi, Mosumoluwa, Marcelina, Blanco, <laughs> he's your wife, your only wife. I had nothing called that. There was nothing. It was just an impression. 
just me sitting in front of her, cancelling her, and I just thought, this, this is your wife. Period. That's, and 23 years later, it's still the same impression. Wow. Nothing, God does look, all this stuff you're looking for, God speaks to us in a simple voice. So if God can speak to me through a small, gentle impression, and he's still staying after 20, what are you looking for? We like to, we like to show off. Even as ministers, I hate, you know, simple impression. Just sitting across her. In church. Talking to her. And my twin brother just confirmed it. When it's time, it's time. And from that simple impression to when we got married, 18 months. 16. 16. It doesn't take time. When you hear God, it doesn't take time. All this thing you're going on for five years, courting, you're wasting your time. <laughs> when God speaks to you, you're convicted. The conviction will take you on the journey. Not trying to dot the I's and cross the T's. That's God's business, not mine. It's like a suggestion, an inner conviction, a direction, an affirmation of a thought that has more strength than a normal thought. It's like a hunch. Actually, when God talks to you in your mind, we call it inspiration. It's like a gut feeling. It's like a desire, an impulse. It's like an arresting, a concern, a nudging. Yeah. That is how God speaks to us in our inner voice. And this is many times it happens. I've told you about when I go into the bathroom and take in my bath, I just have that kind of feeling. God, God just, it just these, these, these suggestions, these thoughts coming. Don't drive today. Take the train. Simple. Ah, you are not thinking about it. It's a nudging. Oh, let me even test if it works. That's death. That's accident. That's paralysis. Just to test it. I'm talking about what I said I would do before. God just said, don't take the train. No, 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 don't take the car. Say, let me even test if this thing works. And as I was about to take the car, I'm like, okay. So if it works, <laughs> would I be alive to find out if it works? Or will be alive and regret that I wish I wasn't. I just let whether it's right or wrong, God gave me two legs. Take the train. Yeah. And on the train I was able to read, I was able to enjoy myself and come back. I don't want to know whether it's right or wrong. He's never told me before, but today he told me to take the train. There are some people I know a person who was about to travel, got to the airport and something said don't. And they just turned back. When they turned back, they went straight home. At home, an incident happened that if they were not there, the child would have died. Because wow. many of you are like, oh, God saved him from an air accident. He may not, you may never see the air accident. But he got back home in the middle of the night, bam, got off from the, his, 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 his room, just walked into the child's room and <laughs> picked up the child. Uh, tried to do C um, CPS, bam, got straight to the hospital, and it was a, another two weeks in the hospital before the child, he, the child would have died. And he would have said, and something told me not to travel. Are you following what I'm saying? Just a, just a, just a, just a hunch. Someone called me today, and I just laughed, because whenever I hear that person call me, it's always to do with the argument I had with my wife. One time my wife just said, this place where you want to travel to, 
and why are you going there? And we had an argument. I go, well, why are you to tell? Uh-huh. 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 Says, show me the facts. You know, men, we want facts. She goes, she goes, she says, I just, I just don't feel you should. And I've shared this so many times. I'm like, no, no, no. I got angry, left, got to the world, got to school, and just told my peers, said, you know, I'll tell them I'm not coming. Tell, reluctantly with anger. Pastor, why? I don't know. I didn't want to tell her that my wife. <laughs> the pastor still called me today. He still called me today, today in the office. Still called me. The guy looked at the guy when I told him he was angry. But as I've said before, the day I was supposed to go there to start preaching on a five-day uh, worldwide uh, uh, ministry, war broke out in that country. He calls me. He says, "This is this is bad." He says, "You are a true man of God." I said, "You know, you were angry with me. God spoke to me. At least God spoke to me through her. I didn't tell him it was her." Because I wanted them to treat me right when I go the next. And when I went the next time, the first time I went there, they picked me up in a Volkswagen. Therefore, the Mercedes nice one. The prophet has come. I kept quiet till today. <laughs> Only the church knows. They don't know. But I was angry. It wasn't like a similar day. No. Oh, okay, honey, I get it. I was angry. I, the way I spoke was bad. She just said, I just don't know. This thing, I just don't know. I said, if you don't know, then you don't know. Just a hunch, a gut feeling, something you can't explain. Inspiration. Number four, quickly. Can I give you two more and then we close? You ready for that or should we close? Let me give you two more. Let's go. Speaking through godly counsel. You hear God through godly counsel. I've just mentioned my wife, you understand, as godly counsel. Don't silence the voice of those around you. The shout of a son cannot be compared to the wishes of a father. God brings people along your sides to be instructors, to be mentors. Don't silence their voice. There was always a Naomi to a Ruth. There was always a Nathan to a David. There was always a Uzziah to a Zachariah. Second Chronicles chapter 26 verse 5. He says, Uzziah, this is the king, one of the richest kings in the Bible after Solomon, sought God during the days of Zechariah. Who what? Who taught him to what? Fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. Did you see that? Where there is no counsel, people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Anybody that doesn't have an instructor or a mentor in their life, like a Eli, although he was dying, he was still instrumental to pushing Samuel's ministry up. There was always a Barnabas to a Paul. We may not be as rich as you. We may not be as educated as uh, have an education as you, but surely you will never know how to fish except Jesus is in your boat. Yeah. Don't ignore godly counselors. My wife and I even have mentors. May not be a popular one that everyone knows. Look, I've seen a pastor who has changed his mentors four times. He always goes for popular ones. 
that was popular ones, well-known ones. But one day I said, well, you, this, last time you called this one your father, he says, as the season changes in my life, God changes fathers. I'm like, <laughs> he didn't succeed, he didn't spend, he didn't go long. You want to associate. I've got a spirit, we've got spiritual parents. Spiritual parents. It took us a long time, but we can both now say we've got spiritual parents. You know why they're parents? It's because my wife can relate to them, not only me. Because people want to relate to me and call me their son because I'm pastor, but there's no relationship with my wife. We now both have spiritual parents in which my wife gets more cancer than I do. And the truth about it is that if I ever go crazy, she knows who to call. And I promise you that if, if, if I, it's not possible for me to go crazy and not listen to their guidance and their counsel. Because if they're doing 48 hours, they will be here from Nigeria. They will appear in my house. That is a father, not someone looking for me to provide and get money and just put... No, they've only preached there twice. But the, the, the parents... And we received God. Last year, we just were speaking together and were asking for a question regarding our son. Mom just said, why do you do this? Bam. And it was a confirmation of what someone else in authority had told us to do. We went ahead and did it. And when we were about to do it, we called again. We said, we need to pray because we're about to do this. She said, I will pray along with you. Said, Have you ever cared about this place that you live in? She said, I've never been there before. God just laid it in my heart. I said, ah, you, you've never been. So how did that name come out of your mouth? She said, while you're speaking, I just said it. This is what we call godly instructors. And when Jeroboam did not, or Rehoboam did not listen to the elders, he, he missed out on God. God will use others to confirm your guidance, but you also have to first get directly from him. It can be dangerous to rely on others to get the word of the Lord for you. And remember that if you accept advice from everyone or take it from no one, you're headed for disaster. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Do not limit yourself to where and whom you seek help from. This pastor thought that the more I'm associated with the big guys, the more I'm, when issues came in his life, they dropped him like a sack of potatoes. Because it was based on a, on, a, on a symbiotic relationship. There was nothing in, there was no depth to it. Get help from the right people. When you get good counsel from the right people, you set the stage for success. As long as he sought God in the days of um, Zechariah, he prospered. Some of you talk anyhow to your pastors. Talk anyhow about your pastors. You don't have a mentor. Let me warn ladies, and I've said this before. You young, young ones. If a man that you're going out with does not have any respect for authority, you will not last, I promise you. This one is a perfect prophecy. <laughs> the guy doesn't respect anybody. You see how he talks bad to his mom? But he say, I will tame him. Go ahead. Go ahead. You will soon find out in your trouble. Family can't talk to him. Nobody can talk to him. Nobody that, if that, who do you really respect? Now, we've used to talk this, and you see, I've fallen into the habit of speaking about 
the man. But these days, no, I advise the man. Who does this woman respect? Because there's a lot of demonic women around now. I've seen men cry out for help. In fact, my wife and I, 90% of the counseling that we have, it is the guys that come. So guys, the few of you around uh, tonight, let me advise you. A long Peruvian Brazilian hair is not going to help you. Because it's coming out at night. It's coming off. You need to make sure that does this woman respect anybody if she's a lone ranger, loud, clamorous, you're in trouble. That long hair will kill you. She will use it to whip you. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm, I'm totally advising you. She won't listen to anyone. I remember one girl was about to get married and this woman said, I, I, I suggest you come to my house so I can teach you how to cook. Yeah, I will come. She didn't. The foolish guy went on to marry her. And when issues came, he said, yeah, what do you want me to do? She said, you knew, you, you, you knew who I was before I married, you married her. I said, you too. Pastor, pastor, pastor. No, 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 no. I can't listen to that. You're doing well. Carry on. She even cut a phrase for what she is. I'm like, carry on. Carry on. Because you're not listening to anyone. When they were growing up, the mom was talking. You didn't listen. You fought your brothers. You fought your mom. You fought your dad. And now you want to have a happy home with the man. Every male in your life you fought against. Now you want to... Honestly, guys, open your eyes. Well, well. Is it open or shine? Oh, shine, shine. You see, I'm too British for this. Shine. I would rather stay where I am than marry a clamorous woman. The Bible says it's better to live in the mountains, in the top of the, of, the, of the house roof, exposed to different kinds of weather, than to live in the house with a dripping woman. A, one called it a clamorous. Why did you, the whole Bible talks about that? And you know the reason why? No advice. And follow the advice. I was speaking to somebody recently. She came in. I'm tired. I'm all that. I said, okay, fine. And then she opened up. I said, ah, the instruction I gave you, did you get, you know, get out of my office? Ah. When you have finished following that instruction, is it, is it not true? So, now you will know the two pastors. See, the pastor you see around the pulpit is the nice one. The one in the office, ah, get out. Get out. And do exactly what I told you. And when you've done that, then you can now come back with results. It's, it's simple. Somebody recently told my wife, oh, I can't afford to go to the women's club. I said, I will pay for her. Tell her to come and see me. <laughs> I will pay. Don't. Come, come. Come and see me. I'll pay for it. Come and see me. When she comes, I'll find out if she can pay or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your instructor. That's right. Before I used to ask, bring your three months bank statement. You don't need to ask that. Everything is online. I'll attach it to my computer and print out your statement. We will now know if you can afford it or not. Don't limit yourself. 
So who are the right people in your life? One, they're visionaries, people who can see beyond the facts into the truth. Number two, they must be optimists, people who are solution-oriented and not problem-oriented. Not people you go to and they say, yay, you're in trouble. <laughs> no. Number three, there are people who have success and experience in the way and the place you need help. People who have been down the road of life and understand it. Number four, there are people whose integrity is unquestionable. People who place God first. Number five, people who have unconditional love for you. As hard as I am, it's because I love you. Number six, people who have nothing to gain by your choice. Number seven, people who are not emotionally involved in your situation. And number eight, people who will tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Instructors. Books can be instructors. Pastors can be instructors. The godly give wise advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. Okay, last one, peace of God. Anything you do that you don't have the peace of God, please don't do it. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace from Christ rule in your heart, and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind, in that peaceful state, to which as members of Christ, one body you are called to. God does not stay in a place of chaos, doubt or turmoil. When God speaks to our heart, he gives us a deep sense of internal peace to confirm the message. There must be that peace in your heart. There can be chaos around, but there must be peace in your heart. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm not saying that there's peace all around. No, 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 no. There must be peace in your heart. The Bible says, do not let your heart be troubled. He says, peace, I live with you. When the deceiver speaks to you, he's not giving you peace. We might experience peace emotionally, but emotional peace will not last. Only spiritual peace will last. So that means that I can... A good example, when I was buying this building, I had fear, but I had peace. Do you see the difference? Fear of, are you, are, are you sure we can afford this? Are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? But inside me there was peace that this is the place. This was not the place. This was not looking like this. It was derelict. It was bad. That pictures that you see when you come in is just is the best state of how it was. I told everybody else, leave me alone. I was sitting where Yemi is sitting, but it wasn't. It was deep, deep down. Water was gushing out, and I sat on the floor and I said to God, "Is this the place or this is not the place?" Because all around is chaos, but inside it was the peace. When my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, came and we showed her the place, she went back. To Lagos to say, I've always, I've always respected Thai, but this one, I'm not sure if he, if you see the place they said they bought, what, what, what was he thinking? January they came, the husband walks into church, were they together or not? I'm not sure if we were together. Oh, he said, are you sure what you said you saw? Because man, this place is, she said, I'm telling you, where? He said, you must have seen wrong. Maybe you should shine your eyes well, well, because this place, but you see, what, the way she saw it, it was small, it was dingy, there was no, there was no upper level. But God will give you peace that you will see beyond what everybody else is seeing. In your, if you're in a relationship, there's no peace, get out. 
If you're in a business, there's no peace, get out. Because the Bible says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. And lastly, through circumstances, through timing, 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 timing. Elisha was called by Elijah. Paul's window of opportunity came. He says in 2 Corinthians 2.12, God has opened the door. All I had to do is to walk through it. The Lord gave me tremendous opportunity. Abraham's timing of the lamb when he was about to sacrifice Abraham. The drying up of the brook. That's why I said you should read your Bible because most of you are looking at me like, what is he talking about? The Elijah, he went to a place, God provided food for him. He was drinking water and then the brook dried up. It is showing God's timing that your time is up. You know, sometimes you're even with the friends, you're sometimes in a place and things become chaotic. It's not as it used to go. It's time to go up. I remember when a guy came to me and says, I'm working in this place, things are not going. I said, isn't it time for you to start your own business? <gasps> start my own business, you start your own business. He started his own business. And today, he's in charge of his own business. Timing. The brook has dried up. Sometimes God speaks, speaks to number seven, is through pain. Pain. There's a guy right now that has just won an award. Kieran, Kieran, his son, they shot, they knifed him some years ago. He's now just, yeah, yeah, yeah. His father, they just knighted him. Why? He's done good works through the pain that he went through. Whatever you're going through is not supposed to destroy you. Maybe it's supposed to give you a vision for life. Maybe it's supposed to give you a purpose for life. Are you following what I'm saying? Through pain. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. I, uh, so sometimes God, we, we go through financial difficulty because God is showing us this is not the right thing to do. I'm not involved in any kind of business, but I was before. But when I lost money, I was my knees here. God, why? Well, I wanted to just provide for my house. He said it was through pain that He said to me, You never trusted me to provide for you in this job that I've called you to. For eight years, I was pastoring and I never trusted God to even pay my mortgage. Because the idea was that you can't be rich, you can't... What, what, I was coming from working for Microsoft. No. So I was trying to do businesses all just to, just to supplement anything I was having. The day I went on my knees and cried and lost everything, God said, the only thing I want you to do until I tell you otherwise... Is this job I'm giving you. Go and shape lives. Build the young ones. It's not about money. Since then up to now, my God has provided for all our needs. Through pain, I knew. So when people come to me and say, uh, Pastor, I have this business. Are you interested? No. 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 I don't care. Because God hasn't spoken to me. Through pain. Through the word. Through godly counsel. Through silence. When God is not saying anything, stay, it means sit down where you are. These are different ways in which God speaks to us. Did you get anything from it tonight? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, Call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle, 
131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.